0: the SoCo Show, episode number 169. 69. i 69. <laughs> been waiting to, almost two years to use that sound. Right? <laughs> uh, this is the voice of the co-host Cody Michael. I'm joined as always by the so-host Seth. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's very weird. It's been, how long has it been since we used to always be face-to-face?
1: That was in the, probably in the 20s. It was...
0: Well, when did I move, I guess?
1: Well, because we weren't even face-to-face for a long time in the...
0: Oh, because we had those little booths. And we had two mics, too. Yeah, you're right about that. Oh, God. Yeah, we're throwing it back about 140 episodes um, sitting across the room. And also sitting in the room.
2: At Jared Buckendall. JB is in the house. (laughs) I'm here, SoCo West, let's do this. We're in person, actually, people. It's different. It is. It's funny.
0: And, like, for example, I just was talking to Seth, and then I had to, like, realize Jared was also here. (laughs) That was, for you at home, it was like, oh, there's also another guest, but really Jared was just sitting here quietly until I turned to him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's funny. I, I like, we've been watching a fair amount of podcast, like, videotapes and stuff over, not of ours, but of other ones and I like there's something you don't get remotely that you get in person Mm -hmm. and it's different and it feels weird for us now because Mm -hmm. it's not what we're used to but I prefer it there's like a warmth and a a (laughs) sense of connectedness and it feels less like you talk than I talk than you talk Mm -hmm. I don't know Maybe that's just me, but...
2: You'll just actually be able to see me at how much I'm actually on my phone while you are sort of talking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you might be able to actually hear us check out and be like, Jared, what'd you think of that movie? And then Southern Rd And then like, you just ah.
2: go to the bathroom. hear <laughs> <laughs> the
0: toilet flush, some coffee getting made. Oh, man. No, it's going to be good stuff. We're at the tail end, the final few hours, actually, <laughs> of what has been... Um, Probably the best vacation I've had in ages. (laughs) Uh, You guys have been here with me and Ben, as you said, SoCo Studios West, and we have not done shit. (laughs) It's, I knew we weren't going to do much. I knew we'd spend a lot of time relaxing, but we, like, you could, the list of things we did is like three items, (laughs) and most of it's Mario Party.
2: Oh, yeah. If someone, if we were to write down a list of what we did, they'd be like, were you hanging out with a bunch of (laughs) 13-year-olds? What are you guys doing all this weekend?
0: Oh, my God. You could look at... My credit card probably thinks a 13-year-old got a hold of it. Because mm-hmm. it was, like, the first night we bought a bunch of snacks and shit. Yep. And then everything we've bought since has been, like, fast food <laughs> and,
2: like... <laughs> ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. We went yep. through
0: about a gallon and a half of ice cream over the last couple of days. It's 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 the treat I think we all needed. I certainly need <laughs> Yeah, it'll be good. i got to stuff you guys on the plane, though, and I have the rest of the day off. So, I guess... Vacation's over. (laughs) Um, We had a lot of fun stuff. What are we doing today? Surprisingly enough, we didn't watch 50 movies like we typically (laughs) do. Um, But we do have a couple movie reviews that we'll get to. Also some TV Corner, um, some things we're going to review. And then uh, I did some homework this week. Well, we all kind of did my homework this week for We Missed the Boat. And um, we'll make a new list for Jared in there. And then last week we had a new segment, the SoCo Debate. That was so much fun for us, we didn't even wait for the audience reception. (laughs) We just decided we're bringing that back, so we're going to get into a SoCo debate later today, too. Um, So I think this will be a lot of fun. Uh, It'll be a good episode. Like I said, lots of stuff to get into. Uh, We'll get to a chic tweet in a second. Um, But Seth, we've been starting our show lately uh, by answering some audience questions. Let's get into them. Any
2: questions?
0: So these are coming from Twitter, at SoCoShowPod. Pod if you want to submit a question for us to answer here um, on the show. I know last time, Seth, we were working through a pretty hefty list of Mike V questions. Are, are we still are we still in that territory here?
1: I think we are. Um, let's see here.
2: Let's see who has the question.
1: <laughs> All right. Yes. Still on Mike V, at Mike Vandenhall. Uh, his question is, phone, uh, he has first he has it in quotes, phone, wallet, keys, <laughs> and then he says, what are some of the, what are some items you never leave the house or travel without?
0: Ooh.
1: I mean, phone, wallet, keys. Is that it for you? I mean, that's, that's pretty much it, yeah. Um, Traveling-wise, it's a whole mess of mm-hmm. stuff, but if we are just leaving the house, and yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: If you're in your own city. What yeah. what, what do you add to your pockets if you're not in your home city?
1: Like if I'm leaving like to travel somewhere? like
0: Oh, you mean you're actively going to go travel. Not like you're right. in LA for a couple days, it's day two, you're going to go pop around the city. Is there additional shit you put in your pockets in that situation? Probably not. No, not Full unless you're actually yeah. like packing to go somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I probably do have different lists. Because ordinarily for me, it's obviously phone wallet keys. But if I cannot carry my keys, I will choose to do that. Because yeah. they're cumbersome. Um, but phone wallet keys, and then I also have ChapStick. Because it's really dry out here. And for me, I'm always... Even in the summertime, I need it. And then um, re-wetting drops for my eye. Since mm-hmm. I got LASIK last year, I've just been in the habit of using yeah. them. And even though I don't use them as often now, I almost always have them on me. Because it fucking sucks. You guys wear contacts. Like, mm-hmm. it sucks having dry eye when you're out in public, cause you just, I just constantly, I'm trying to rub and it, it doesn't work. So yeah. I was at that for me, it's those five things that I constantly have.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Crying in public. Everyone just thinks I'm really sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Phone wallet keys for sure. The keys definitely, I, if I'm on vacation, I'm not carrying them mm-hmm. cause there's, there's no point. Um, but not chapstick. I'm always carrying Kleenex. Because I'm, like, an old man. People are like, why don't you have, like, take a handkerchief with you? And I'm like, I am not that old. Hmm. But I always, I don't know if it's allergies or just the way I've conditioned myself. I'm blowing my nose constantly. People probably think I'm doing some, like, <laughs> illegal drugs up my nose. No, I just, I have OCD, apparently, when I'm blowing my nose. <laughs> You're not so, sure. yeah, when when I'm going through the airport, that's the funny thing is mm-hmm. I always take out my keys. my You know, you put it in the tin or the, the tray. Mm-hmm. Half the time, I don't take the Kleenex out. So they're like, sir, what's in your pocket? And I'm pulling out like a wad of just Uh, booger rags. Oh, bro. They're like, you can't come on this flight. You have metal boogers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gross. Boogers? Boogers. They're always like, what's that thing in your pocket? And I'm like, it's definitely not me. I've been there. (laughs) It's cold in this airport.
0: (laughs) I always intend... He just got out of the pool. I (laughs) I always intentionally wear the pockets with the zippers on the side so that they have to touch my crotch. Just because, you know, nothing wrong with starting the vacation off a little handout. So <laughs> and I'm it's like. free. It is free. It is free. Um, shit, that triggered a... Something you just said triggered a, funny to me, and I can't remember what it was.
2: Little booger rags?
0: Um, oh, the Kleenex. Oh, question. Handkerchiefs. Handkerchiefs. Could you ever get into one, Seth? I feel like you couldn't. You have an, you're super anti-booger, so...
1: I'm very anti-booger, so no, definitely not.
0: It would, is it the carrying around of it that would be the gross thing? Mm-hmm. You just got to get it away from you when you're done? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm probably the same way. I think, and then the other thing is, like, if I were, if I used it today and then, like, two hours later I go to use it again do you just choose different real estate on the handkerchief and avoid the previously boogered area?
1: Yeah.
2: Do you go right into the previous, do you flip it like a mattress? Is that it? I think the easiest thing for me would be buy one that has nine squares marked out on it. Mm -hmm. So then I have nine opportunities. Then you can flip it over. You know I don't think saying? I could flip it. No, you don't. Yeah, it. because then you
0: can't. Because if it's all on one side, you, we're talking about boogers this week on the SoCo. <laughs> if it's all on uh, one side, you could you could fold it up and and encapsulate all the boogers inside.
2: Yeah. But if you had boogers on both sides, <laughs> this is fucking. So like a bundle like a bundle of burgers. Boogers. Yeah,
0: yeah, like a bindle. You could even tie it to a, a yeah a a stick and carry it around. <laughs> like,
2: Sir, I need to. Are you checking this or not? Yeah. I'm checking this <laughs> this, this, is, my this is my personal. item, item.
0: <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, lots of boogers going through um, through the airport today. So, Mike, that's it. Phone, wallet, keys, uh, some booger wrap, and uh, occasionally some some dry dry lip and dry eye materials. That's that's what we've got in our pockets. So, if you ever want to rob us, I guess that's what you're gonna come out with. Um, let's do another one.
1: Did you already switch to chic? Yeah, I'm looking out, trying to find a chic tweet.
0: <laughs> well, find a chic tweet, and then I want another audience question because we got some time to kill this week. I did just get one of those. You, you've been seeing them lately since COVID, the, the hook that you can carry around, that you can open a door with. Mm-hmm. Big fan. I thought I thought at first, like, ah, I will never use this. It's, what a lame thing. Um, and then I got it because I wanted to, you know, not have to wash my hands so fucking much. And I like it. Mm-hmm. The one I got is like strong. So it's very easy to open most doors. It's just a hook. And the end of it, you can type on touch screens so like I went to the ATM and I was able to use do through it without having to touch it and that touched my face so that's the uh, it's attached to my keys so I include it there but Mike I would also encourage you if you're if you're trying to have a, a shopping list to restock your pockets uh, pocketstock.com is mm-hmm. our newest sponsor uh, get one of those hook things I think I've enjoyed my experience with mine I've, I'm trying very hard to solve for you have you made it to where <laughs> we need to be yes <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> um What's your favorite word or saying from the past that needs to be brought back?
0: Oh, we've talked about this recently, I think. Um, hmm. I've, I've been thinking about dweeb.
2: <laughs> Just
0: insults in general that I think have gone <laughs> away that are, it's hard to find truly benign insults. Like dweeb doesn't mean anything. Geek used to not mean anything, but I don't really think you can call people geeks.
2: It's like a term of, of endearment now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Because when we were growing up, like, the the words we used to use to just generally insult someone that didn't mean anything to us now mean very bad things. I, think, <laughs> yeah. like, the, the word, I mean, honestly, like, when we were in middle school and high school, we were calling people slurs and, like, retarded. And those at the time were benign because they didn't mean anything to us. And so now we don't have those types of words anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those are the things that I long for. Not that I want to be calling people slurs, but like to just have a go-to word like dickhead. Dickhead doesn't really mean anything. Mm -hmm. I can just call someone a dickhead and you know I'm just being mean to them for one second. Um, and I think dweeb is a good example of that. And we've, we don't have a lot of words like that anymore. Or if we do, I don't know them because the teens. I mm-hmm. don't talk to the teens. Really? The teens? You, know,
1: you don't go hang out with the teen crowd no. that TikTok... And eat some glizzies or
2: whatever. <laughs> glizzies, yeah, the hot I dogs.
0: And we're sus. It's very sus yeah. when you eat glizzies with the teens.
2: Yeah. Um, for mine, I think it's got to be like a, a funny word... Potentially. I mean, it's still around, but I don't think it's been used a bunch but flabbergasted. Mm. I like a good flabbergasted mm. Yeah,
0: would you know if you were flabbergasted? Like do you?
2: I think I have been a time or two you have? Yeah,
0: well, do you know what flabbergasted you? Yeah. What was it?
2: um Actually, no I feel like I know where it was, but I don't know exactly what caused it.
0: Mm. Let's see. Can we can we clue this detective this
2: out? Where were I, you? I think, the I, the I think I was in college. I was hanging out with my now ex girlfriend and some stupid argument, and I was just flabbergasted by their point of view.
0: So <clears throat> you are you are shocked? You're surprised? That's your or is it like I think incredulity? That... Is it like an almost anger because it's so? Is it like that feeling of how can you think this? Yes. Okay so it's like a it's like an incredulity it's yeah. like this is unbelievable mm-hmm. i'm flabbergasted yes
2: i think unless i've been That's, using that it wrong that seems to
0: track for me yeah that tracks because i would just say i'm shocked if i'm mm-hmm. shocked but if i'm like this is a whole next step <laughs> beyond then i'm flabbergasted yeah, yeah. What, have you ever been flabbergasted
1: <laughs> i mean every day i wake up <laughs> look in the mirror i'm flabbergasted you're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good looking <laughs> or the opposite Look you know. in the
0: mirror every day, don't
1: you? <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what would be mine? I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, the only melody thing I can think in my mind is Shucky Darns. <laughs> Shucky Darns. Shucky Darns. <laughs>
0: That's uh, what is that? That's like Cool a,
1: Beans. I like to use Cool Beans yeah. a lot.
0: Cool Beans is fun. Cool Beans is hung around because of I hot did. rod, yeah. and then I think recently maybe a dip, but yeah. for a while it had a good.
2: I feel like Cool Beans was definitely like seventies. Probably. Groovy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Groovy. Mm-hmm. I love groovy. Yeah. Groovy. Hip. Yeah. To To feel hip and happening. I think those are good ones. Seventies lingo in general is pretty sweet. They had a lot of groovy words. Mm-hmm. Groovy baby. Have. When's the last time you said "chucky darns"?
1: I'll is say it randomly. Sometimes. That, is it
0: just like you like "chucky darns"? A, and you yeah. knocked to knock a cup over. Shucky darns. Yeah. Something like that.
1: Yeah. Man. Shucky
2: Darn sounds like a baseball player. <laughs> yeah, that's He's almost like, definitely Shucky Darns. <laughs> His real
0: name is like Burt Smith, but like, yeah. he like ate a ear of corn really fast one time, so they call him Shucky. <laughs> that's how all those fucking nicknames were. Do you know if you've ever? I'm stuck on flabbergasted. I'm going to be all day. Yeah. Have you ever flabbergasted someone else? Have you ever been a flabbergaster?
2: Probably. One night.
0: One night. Oh, no. It was Seth's birthday. Go on.
2: <laughs>
0: if I have flabbergasted someone, it was probably with comedy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I also don't know if that's proper use of the word. You know? Mm. But I've made, like, drinks come out of someone's nose.
2: Uh-huh. That's a good feeling.
0: If That's a great
2: feeling. Yeah. It's incredible. You've, Not you, for them.
0: You've you've, you've you've given them pain and pleasure at the same time. <laughs> and that's really hard to do if you can't get laid. Um, so I think that's as close as I've come to flabbergastic so you look like a memory has come up
2: oh it was just funny what you just said I don't know You said pleasure and pain and then something about sex I was like they're both mutually mutually exclusive in my mind
0: yeah yeah I would agree dangerous situations when you mix pain and pleasure um, what, what was the question we were just answering what's our favorite word that we don't use anymore that we wish would come back. So there you go, yeah. Mike. Uh, flabbergasted, shucky darns, uh, and dweeb are <laughs> our, our responses. So very intelligent responses to that question. So, Seth, I, I will now release you from audience questions. <laughs> I, I will not surprise you with another one of those. Um, but if you want to get your question in the queue and have it answered uh, to kick off our show each week, uh, send your tweets at Pod <clears throat> and ask a question of the crew, uh, and we'll get it answered on a future episode of the SoCo Show. So big shouts out to at Mike Vandenhall uh, for his questions this week and for the next what eight, nine months? I don't know. He's
1: actually I think he's running out.
0: He's running out. Mike, know. you're worth what how did would you insult him last time and that got him to You stink, Mike.
1: <laughs> we need you some more you questions. questions. You, you dweeb. You flab- <laughs> well you flabbergast us with your your uh, in, your inability to write questions shucky darns I wish we had a better fan there you yeah. go oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. ding, ding, ding.
0: Uh, we got them all there you go, or no, ding, ding. There you go. <laughs>
1: um,
0: okay so that's it for audience questions this week like I said we got a lot of stuff we're going to get into but before we talk about any movies any TV we got to talk about what the Sheik is saying this week here we go
2: I call you a punk <laughs>
1: Uh, something that we did a lot this weekend, the last five days, is sleep. We got a lot of sleep in. True. Um, so Iron Sheik must be uh, must be getting some good sleep too, because he says, When time for sleep, I don't count the sheep, I put them in the camel clutch and break their fucking back, make them humble. Good night and God bless. That
0: <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound like the Sheik's getting very restful sleep. Like he's I don't know. just fucking up a bunch of sheep all night. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's just thrashing in his sheets.
1: <laughs> he's putting sleep into submission.
0: I suppose. But then that's, huh, that's a whole like circular thing. If he's putting sleep into submission, then he's not sleeping. So then isn't he in the submission hold? I guess we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> mm. You ever seen those Shaun the Sheep movies? Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that?
2: I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen them.
0: When you say that he's giving the camel clutch to... Sh- I'm picturing Shaun the Sheep, and it's pretty fucking funny. So if we can get a Shaun the Sheep and Iron Sheik... Mm-hmm. Let even rolls off the tongue. Yeah, I mean, just get, try, oh just say it one time. It feels good. Say it.
1: Sean the Sheep. <laughs> Sean the Sheik <laughs> There you go. She- Sean the Sheep. but it's
0: The crossover American needs right now: the Iron Sheik and Sean the Sheep. Iron <laughs> Sheik just absolutely giving it to Sean and his entire family while he's trying to go to sleep. I think that's that's what America needs right now. Uh, that movie was actually slated to come out in 2021, but it's been pushed back. So oh no. Yeah, we don't know when we're gonna get it. Shoot. I call you a punk. <laughs> Alrighty, let's shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free! Math is Designs. Find our good friend Steph online and you can uh, get some, get some stationery, uh, get some graphic design on some other products, and you can commission a piece uh, for yourself on your own. Um, with Steph's help, of course. I don't know why I stumbled through this entire app, <laughs> but uh, if you want to learn more about what I'm failing to describe to you, head over to mathisdesigns.com.
1: Get that piece. <laughs> get that piece.
0: Um, find our good friend Mike and his wife Courtney on etsy.com slash shop and cornfedandwed if you want to get your
1: woodworked. Oh, Mike.
0: There you go. Uh, and special treat for SoCo Show listeners, uh, head over to etsy.com shop and cornfedandwed and use the promo code Soco and you're going to get 10% off your order. So, a great time uh, to be ordering any of those Christmas gifts, uh, anything of that nature. You want some some woody decor uh, around your home? That's the best place to get it. So, go get your go get Mike some of Mike's wood uh, for those you love. Let's see. Oh, if you enjoyed our uh, intro song, and I know you're going to enjoy our out song as well, NPA is the artist that put that together for us. Uh, That's our good friend, Nolan. Uh, You can head over to the link in the description box and get on NPA's Spotify page. Uh, Check out all of his music. Uh, recent song came out lately. Uh, you're going to want to go check that one out. And we've been talking, uh, we haven't talked to Nolan about this yet, uh, but we are hoping to have Nolan on an episode here soon of the SoCo Show. So, upcoming guest. So, if you want to catch up and get to know him before we have him on, uh, make sure you're checking out the Spotify page there. <clears throat> Uh, if you can't get enough NPA on Spotify, you can also uh, get some work done by him in collaboration with our very own J.B. At
2: Jared Buckendahl.
0: Uh, Room 56 Studios is a collaborative effort between those two guys, uh, basically trying to help you take your podcast, your internet video, whatever it is you're working on creatively, to the next level uh, with some uh, some graphic design, some sound design, whatever you might need to make your shit look like you're pretty good at this. Uh, room56studios.com is the place to go for that. What?! oh my god uh and finally our podcast hosting is done through anchor here's a quick ad about anchor all right well said as always Co. it's 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 always weird to just pause for a second in the middle of a conversation (laughs) for an ad to be clipped in it's even more when we're all just sitting here like idiots going
1: yeah (laughs) i thought you'd play it
2: I could have played it. It's <laughs> part of the mystique behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, you guys are getting some behind the scenes today. Um, the anchor page is the best place to go to leave us voicemail. So if you want to hear your voice on the SoCo Show, head on over, leave us a quick message, uh, and we just may play it right here on the show. Also, it's the place where you can become an anchor contributor, or as we call them, anchor wankers. Wanker. <laughs> These are the folks that support us, support the show on a monthly basis. Uh, And we do really appreciate them. If you want to become an anchor wanker, you can head head over to the anchor page, um, click on the button to become a supporter, and choose the amount that is right for you. Let's give a quick shout out to all of our existing wankers. Wanker. We have, in no particular order, Tyler Vandenhul, Mike Vandenhul, Farts, (laughs) (laughs) always good to have farts, as well as Tom Martin, Casey Cheeves, Jared Buckendahl, Mackenzie Group, and Anna Swanson. So big shouts out to all of our Anchor Wankers, helping us keep the show going and keep it improving all the time. Um, And I'm showing the guys here our little little bank. Uh, (laughs) We've got a little bit of cash here, Uh, and we were just talking over the weekend about upgrading some equipment. So big shouts out to all of you uh, for making that possible as we uh, continue our SoCo Show journey. Wankers. Wanka. There we go. Um, so big thanks to all of you. If you're not an anchor wanker, thanks wanker. for being with us today uh, and listening to the show. Every click uh, on these episodes helps us out a little bit, so we appreciate you uh, clicking on it, spending some time with us, and of course sharing this, this episode and all of our episodes uh, with some of the friends. We love growing the size of the party as well. So let's get into some stuff here. Uh, we got some things to uh, to talk about in in our our newest segment. This is this is about to be a so debate. <laughs> so we did this for the first time last week. Seth uh, Seth is our all-star Fox News moderator <laughs> and has has written up some questions. Basically, this is this is a, an improv. Uh, an improv uh, exercise to figure out who the best zero preparation debater is (laughs) uh, between Jared and I so Seth has pulled up a couple of questions he's going to pose to us Uh, Jared and I are going to have a a short amount of time to debate our side of the argument Uh, and then I guess we'll see who the winner is so Seth I don't know if you want to lay the rules out any more than that
1: well do you have a coin um, in here or I can just use this I've got an app okay a coin app?
0: yeah I've got a coin flip
1: a cap um, while Cody's pulling that up, so, um, the SoCo debate, uh, again, it'll be movie related. So last week we, we had a, um, it's basically an either or, so, uh, we'll flip a coin here, um, virtually and, uh, whoever, um, basically we'll call it in there. Uh, and whoever wins the, the coin cost, toin toss, give him a <laughs> coin toss. Oh my God. I'm Are having a stroke. Okay? <laughs> guys, I'm dying. Um, a coin toss and whoever wins that can choose to go first or second on the topic that is presented um so it again it'll be movies and this will be more of like going to the movies as opposed to like the movies you're watching uh, that we talked about last week this will be more like going to the movies uh, um so whenever cody has the app up we can we can start
0: okay so so what we have here this is a, a virtual um united states quarter very shiny uh, I'll hand, I'll go ahead and hand this to you. Go ahead and just give it an upward flip. All right, and uh, and it'll flip it.
1: All right. So who won last week? Cody. Cody won. It? I won last week. All right. Um, so I get to call the flip. You can call it in the air. Okay. Ready. Right. Three, two, one. Tails. It is tails. Would you Would you prefer to go first or second on the topic of uh, when you're going to the movie? There's a There's two main things that you have when you're watching a movie. It's the sc- the sights and the sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're at a theater, do you would you prefer to have better screen clarity? Or quality, or would you prefer to have better sound? would you Would you like to go first or second hmm. on the debate?
0: I, I'll go second. second. I think I can get this from either side.
1: All right, Jared, so you go ahead. You go first. All right. And what would you prefer to debate for? Screen clarity slash quality or sound? So screen quality
2: or sound. I think I am going to go with screen clarity. Okay. Uh, What is that quality? quality quality? Yeah, there we go.
1: All right. I want crystal clear imagery people. All right So we'll do a timer of a minute 30 90 seconds You can start debating your topic in three two One go all
2: right people so going out to the movie theater is a visual Experience if you're watching a movie the visuals are about 95% of it sound maybe 3%. The other 2% is popcorn. So when you're in the movie theater, you are staring at a giant big screen and quality of picture filming in IMAX, filming not on a cell phone like that one guy making all those movies, but IMAX 35mm, 70mm, I don't know what kind of millimeter we're using, but we want really good picture from the quality of film that they are using. And the reason so is because You want to see everything in the movie. It is a spectacle. A good example of this recently is Christopher Nolan's Tenet. This was a spectacle at the the least you know it was awesome it was watching people go backwards forwards left right who knows what's happening the one thing missing from that movie and you didn't even need it was sound (laughs) the sound mixing was horrible but you know what you understood everything in the movie because of the spectacle the visuals the wonderful clarity of the people on the film how much time do i have left because i am vamping right now (laughs) 10 seconds 10 seconds Picture quality, go out, it's looking great, it's clarity. Even watching movies at home, Blu ray, wonderful.
1: One, bang. All right, time is up. You ready for it? Mr. Michael, uh-huh. you have the floor. In three, two, one, go.
0: Now, Seth, what I'm not gonna do here is come out and, sh- and shit-talk my opponent. Because <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, visuals are very important in the movie theater. It's a big part of why I go. I will say I'm more interested in the size of the screen uh, than I am the clarity. Because uh, I think, if, for one thing, you can vary the clarity, vary the screen quality, and have that be an important part of the movie. So it's not necessarily the high def that I'm interested in, but the size. And the reason why is because we go to the theaters for immersion. We don't want to just watch something. We want to be in it. Most of the time, especially if it's like an action movie, I'm thinking like a Tenant, uh, Avengers, 1919. Okay, what you remember about these movies is how in them you felt, and the only way to really feel in them is to be surrounded and filled from all sides with the noises <laughs> of it. You know, a guy's walking uh, across a desert, and you want to hear the crunch that makes you feel like you're there, uh, and that's like I said. The site's important, but what really makes you feel like you're there and the difference you get from going to the theater than from going at home, because I know you, you're getting just as good a picture as you're, as you're going to get at home on your great TV. But what you can get in the theater that you can't quite get at home is that full, just fucking soul-shaking, booming sound, whether or not you want it. And if, and if it's good, it's great. 1919 is a good example. You're in there. But it can also not be good. You mentioned Tenant. You're overpowered by how much sound there is. And that's not good. So that's not to say that all sound is good sound, but when you have good sound, it's incredibly important.
1: Oh, you're running over. (laughs) Hmm, this is a tough one. I would like four seconds of time back, please. (laughs) This is a tough one. I'm I'm pretty down the middle on this one. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe maybe we'll go a draw in the first round. Ooh. Whoa! <laughs> the first ever debate draw.
2: A debate
0: draw.
1: Yeah, because I think the thing I I liked both both sides of it. The thing that didn't give me the edge to Cody is that you went back into picture being important, mm-hmm. and that that I thought took it down a little bit. But it didn't feel like you were going towards the sound argument necessarily mm-hmm. in the beginning. So I'm gonna go draw on this one.
2: Okay.
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go draw. How? Okay. I, I will say I thought you had a very strong argument.
0: I was trying to be diplomatic. I yes. should have gone for the throat. No, yeah. I, have.
1: Have, I forgot have. who our moderator was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Second question. Uh, then we'll flip the coin. Um, so again, attending the movies. Jared just mentioned popcorn. That's a traditional movie snack: popcorn, soda, candy. Um, would do you, when you go to the theater? Do you are those better to to enjoy during the movie or? Are the new meals slash drinks a better option mm. for, for the current moviegoer, for the, the the more modern moviegoer? So, Jared, you can call this one in the air. I'm going to flip the coin now. I'm going to go with heads. Okay, never mind. Go. Cool. And it's tails. Ooh! Cody, would you like to go first or second?
0: I want to go first.
1: You're going to go first?
0: Yeah. I get to pick what side yeah. I like if I go first.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... <laughs> I want to go for snacks. Snacks. Snacks, not meals. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, your time starts in three, two, one.
0: You know, we've been talking about a lot, uh, and a lot of people have been really enjoying the conversation that I started about being immersed and being a part of it. <laughs> and you want to feel—you don't want to feel—you don't want to feel like you're sitting in a movie theater most of the time, right? Like I said, you want to feel like you're there on the battlefield or in space or wherever it is you're meant to be being. And the quickest way to take you out of that, the quickest way to remind me that I'm not on the USS Enterprise is a fucking pork fritter. (laughs) 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 If I need to look away from James Tiberius Kirk and down at a tenderloin and figure out how to get it into my mouth without slapping it all over myself... There's two seconds. I'm now out of the movie. Now, you may be a more efficient eater than I am, sure. So maybe you can eat a burger and still watch a movie. I can't. So for one thing, it pulls me out of the movie. For another, even if you're an efficient eater and you can do it without looking, you're probably not going to do it without making a mess. Do you have anything to do after you're done at the movie theater? Because if so, you can't go eat a fucking barbecue chicken sandwich and wear it out of the theater and go <laughs> do anything. So... You're, de- you're almost definitely going to make a mess of yourself. It's going to pull out, of- pull you out of the movie in two seconds. But with the snack, a little corn, little nems, <laughs> I don't got to look. Just reach, pop them in the mouth, give them a few chews, wash them down with an ice cold fucking cherry Coke. I'm getting hard just thinking about it. <laughs> like, I can, get all- I can get everything I need snacky and still not be pulled out of the movie and not make a mess of myself, maybe lick the salt off my fingers. And, mm. and
1: time. Oh, got, wow. Got a sound effect. Wow. wow, we got a sounder for that
2: now.
0: <laughs> that's the mute button. That's, that's the Cody rule since I got going over. I
2: was like,
0: this motherfucker's not doing that again.
1: <laughs> All right, Jared. Uh, you're arguing for full meals. Full meals. Drinks uh, at the at the movie theater. Oh, man. All right, All full right. meals
2: and drinks at the movie theater. Your
1: time starts three, two, one,
2: now, I will say my opponent here, he uh, he's a big fan of corn and Nems, and I think nostalgia is something that he's playing into here. You know, people out there, you're thinking of movie theaters, going to the movies when you're younger, getting that big bucket of popcorn. Heck, after you're done, you put that bucket, that empty bucket on your head like a hat. But the thing <laughs> is, that's nostalgia. You're only remembering the good. Now, times are changing, and boys... Times are changing. We got to (laughs) change. And the thing is, full meals, you can get anything and everything. You can get appetizers. You can get burgers. We're going back to next week's argument. You can get spaghetti and meatballs. (laughs) You can get everything with this new Menu And drinks as well. If you want to go go see a 90-minute movie, but see how many alcoholic drinks you can drink during that, you can do it. Sure, you might need an Uber after the fact. But going back to the food, because I'm getting a little off on the drinks. You can have pizza you can have burgers and it's a meal it is an event going out to the movie theater but also if you don't eat all the food there say you get chicken wings you pop those in your pocket after a nice <laughs> date you go back you may be fooling around in the car you want a snack during <laughs> that you <laughs> in your pocket boom chicken wings you guys are eating all of a sudden uh, my heart goes on starts playing on the radio boom all because you went out to the movie theater and had a meal instead of corn and nuts
0: <laughs> oh shit. Oh, I think I was some
1: on
0: the pocket wings. The pocket wings, damn you.
1: <laughs> I will say both both have some good points. Uh I, I I I like Cody's attempt at um going with the uh the taking taking out of it. The only problem is I usually finish my meal before the movie.
2: So And see that that's one of the
1: stipulations is if you if you get there early enough and finish it, then you're set. Yeah. And I was going to say, if, if either one of you could have done this argument... Um it would want it. It's why can't why can't you do both? You can do a meal and popcorn. <laughs> to you can have the popcorn while you're watching the movie. <laughs> Man,
0: that's the only the only thing I left out. Have you made a decision?
1: Um, I think, and then Jared, I think went, went with the less practical but more more comedic approach. You've are saying never had someone reach in your pocket for a chicken.
0: Uh, that would be that would be a good review of Jared. Less practical, more
2: comedic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's my that's my first uh, comedy special <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> um but uh, I think I think I'll, I think I have to give the slight edge to Jared on this one. Okay,
0: That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. The the argument I realized after the fact I could have done was if you have a belly full of like whatever, you might fall asleep in the mm, movie. And you don't want to fall asleep
1: in I, the movie. And that does that, that would that yeah. might have that might yeah. that might have done it. Cuz that's my big thing.
2: Yeah.
0: I ended up going hard on the the takes you out of the movie thing and I couldn't, because I couldn't come up with a second point to make and that would have been it if
2: yeah. mm. so um, we would have had another round, I think breakfast items or brunch would have been my shit, um, yeah, that yeah. would have helped, that, that helped. More you know, give me some french toast sticks and dump that <laughs> 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 um
1: alright so, since the first one was a draw we'll say, we'll give you half points, whoever wins this one will be the will be the winner
0: Okay, good, so the last one didn't matter. No, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking if, if I win it's a tie and we can flip for the win or do something. Okay. And if Jared wins and he's he's slammed the door on my on my comeback okay. tie. I, I need this. For uh-huh.
2: people that don't know, we've been playing a lot of Mario Party and I've been <laughs> getting <laughs> wiped on the floor, so I need this.
1: Alright. Last question, last debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna be the Thursday. Thursday night premieres, do you prefer those? Or the Saturday morning afternoon matinee? for For weekend of. Opening weekend of movies.
0: Okay. Um, so I gotta flip.
1: Mm hmm. And we'll say Jared called in the air since he won the last one. I'm gonna go with heads. what did you say? I said heads. It's heads. Did you prefer to go Ooh. first or second, Jared?
2: Ooh! I. We'll go first. <laughs> Alright. And what? I will go for the Thursday night premiere. Okay. Alright. You can begin your argument in three,
1: two, one.
2: Now, going to the movie theater, there are a lot of time slots, show times, some greater than others. And that opening night, 7 o'clock usually, premiere on Thursday night is the greatest time to go to the movie theaters for blockbuster movies. This is when you're getting the hardcore of the hardcore fans, the Marvel, the DC, the Endgame crowd, the spectacle of everything. Go to the movie theater, you're getting the big screen, you're sitting down, it is a packed house, and that thrill feels like a sporting event. It feels like the first time someone touched your thigh. It is something <laughs> that is ecstasy at its best because you are having a communal experience with these fans seeing this movie for the first time no one else maybe a few press people have you know sprinkled rumors or uh, spoilers on reddit but the thing is this is the first crowd of people seeing this movie on the big screen again with that communal feel and everyone is standing up they are cheering they're having a great time and um it just sets the tone of having a wonderful weekend when you're going off and seeing a Thursday night movie rather than going to, you know, a Saturday matinee where, you know, it smells like Ben (laughs) Gay. You see it in the
1: rest of your time? Yeah. All right. Cody.
0: The Saturday matinee.
1: Hold on one second. All right. Your time starts in three, two.
0: What are we buying when we buy a movie ticket? Uh, You know, my opponent would have you believe that you're buying a hang with 200 sweaty geeks. (laughs) I would argue that you're paying to see a movie. And if you want to see a movie, then it is hands down better to do so on a Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning matinee. Like I already mentioned, the aforementioned sweaty nerds, right? Now, I'm not going to lie and say Endgame wasn't a fun experience to be a part of. Of course it is. But most movies aren't Endgame. More movies aren't that exciting. Most movies, you don't want some sweaty guy next to you going, Hey, how about Iron Man, huh? You don't want that 99.9% of the time. What do you want? You want a dark theater, you want some fucking food, and... You want to enjoy a movie, and then you want to leave. If you do it Saturday morning, not only are there no crowds, you are quickly getting your food. It's You're getting quick customer service. You're getting an empty theater. Maybe you can maybe emote if you're one of very few or, or the only person. You can out loud say, holy shit, that happened in Serenity?
1: <laughs>
0: you don't get to do that when you're full of people. My opponent doesn't like old people in his theater. I think it's a little ageist. <laughs> I think, generally speaking, they're very, they're very uh, polite moviegoers in general. I'm sure there are some Exceptions, but if I want to pay attention to my movie, not be distracted by crowds, get good service, and really be able to focus on what I'm watching, Saturday afternoon, baby.
2: Wow. Wowie, woie. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. Well, Cody had the uh, he had the attack on the opponent. I like that. And that was good.
2: <laughs> and down to the time, he used all of
1: his time perfectly. That's true. Um, I am a comic. <laughs> 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 um I will say Jared went with the point I thought was the most logical with the uh with the the experience like the end game. Um would have maybe hammered down that point a little further of like end game. Remember that? but that's just a little tip from, you know, the debate master. <laughs> 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 Let's see you in the hot seat. Let's see you here. That's why you gotta I created, get
0: in the hot seat. That's, that's why I
1: created the game, <laughs> I had to do it. Um but I will have to, I have to give the slight edge to to Cody on this one. <laughs> Um, Should we do, to to settle it, um, like a 30-second rebuttal for that last one? Do you think you can rebut the last one? No, because I'm
2: ageist. I can't come (laughs) back from that. I I mean, do I have to 30 seconds to convince people that I like old people?
0: (laughs) Jared hates the old. That's That's my political ad. Are you old? Jared Buckendall fucking hates you. Vote Cody, he likes you. (laughs) <laughs> and the smell of Ben Gay.
1: <laughs> I don't know. How do we want to decide it?
0: I'm down for any tiebreaker, including just a coin flip.
1: I say we make it just coin flip it up. Coin you flip. Gotta,
0: yeah. You live and die by the coin in this yeah. game. All right. that's, that's what America's finding out. You got to be good with the coin. Seth, you got to do the honors on this one. Um, can I pick? Since I won mm-hmm. sure. the last one, I want tails.
1: It is heads. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> bing,
0: bing. We got a winner here, and it's not me. Four, three for the win.
2: Yes! LeBron James at the Marshall. Chicken
1: wings for the win. <laughs>
2: Pocket wings, something.
1: Pocket me. wings.
0: I fucking knew it. Hmm. Uh,
1: so you won last week. Jared won this week. Is that, hmm. we're, at, we're at a tie? It's All one right. and one. All right.
0: Next week's going to be a big showdown on the live show. Ooh. We're going to do a little live Ooh, debate. Live debate? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, live show, if you, if you don't know already, is scheduled for next week. Uh, Thursday the 19th of November 8pm Central Time uh, so join us on the YouTube at store.
2: Jared Buckendall
0: J Buck Studios page then uh, you're going to see the, the next uh, what Michael Buckendall 3 is what we're going to see it's going to be a big showdown mm-hmm. yeah going to be hot stuff uh, so what did we have we had uh, what are you eating at the theater when do you want to go and uh, do you want to see it or hear it more uh, those were our debate topics this week Jared Buckendall coming out as the champ <laughs> It really does sound more award show. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Cons- it's a- what's funny is it's literally the debate song from like MSNBC or something. Yeah, really. But I'm gonna see if I can come up with another. Maybe we'll go. Maybe we'll steer it more in like a ready to rumble direction. Yeah, like a fight Ooh. of some sort. I'll-, I'll see what I can do. Uh, Shouts out to folks if you're if you're out there listening on uh, Twitter or on Facebook at Soco Show Let us know what you think would be a better sounder um, for our Soco debates. <laughs> for now, though, gonna move right on getting it into some reviews here. Uh, and we're gonna start in the TV corner. Television. Down
1: on the corner. Nobody puts me on the corner.
0: Alrighty, back in the TV corner this week, Seth. We're gonna start with you. Uh, showtime. We, we don't do a lot of Showtime uh, mm-hmm. here on the Soco Show because we haven't. We don't pay for it. <laughs> um, but you recently saw something come out that you felt compelled enough to watch that you booted up, I think, a free trial uh, and burned through. So, uh, tell the folks what you, what was, what was worth getting Showtime for.
1: As Jared leaves the... <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess this is talk shit about Jared time, now that he left the room, we can do that.
0: The sound of his piss hitting the toilet is feminine. <laughs> that's, that's not, that's, that's a, the other guy's joke. That's not me being a weird feminine, or a weird, uh, sexist.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, Showtime, um... Signed up for the 30 day free trial and got the comedy store documentary or watched through that. The comedy Mm -hmm. store documentary, um, mentioned a little bit last week, but the comedy store is, um, it's probably, I mean, it's, it's up there probably top one or two most famous clubs in the world. Um, basically it's created every star from Jay Leno, David Letterman, um, to people, you know, now, um, I mean, Jim Carrey went there, um, Robin Williams. I mean, there's so many people. Um, And the documentary does a great job of um, going through all those people and giving them the background of the comedy store and how that helped them over time get to where they are now. Um, They talk about some some of the big stories that happened. Um, Basically, the the comedy store was run by Mitzi Shore, who was Polly Shore's mom. And they talk about how she got the club and how she got into comedy and basically became like the queen of comedy is what they referred to her as. Um, and it goes through a lot of the beginnings, the first probably two or three episodes. And then the last two episodes are more about current times and they kind of flash back a little bit, but they go into stuff like Sam Kennison, who was a huge comic, um, back in the day. It's like, he's kind of like one of those people that like comics love, like anytime that comics mention their favorite, like at least like the current, like Jim Carrey and like that, those type of people, like, Jim Carrey down to like people who go now, like in their thirties or forties, they always re- mentioned Sam Kinison cause he was like, did some crazy shit and they show video of him. I, I don't know, I didn't think he was like super funny in those videos. It just seemed like he was doing shit to do shit, but I also get that kind of maybe there's more psych, like psychological comedy involved with it too. So I don't know. But they show a lot of the old acts, they show um, the history of the store, the current acts, the history of comedy really in general, because it basically comedy kinda of took there's a lot of ups and downs with the acts and stuff like that, and they go through that and how it relates to the comedy store too. Um, but it's awesome. I mean, there's funny, they show funny standup clips, but the, the real cool stuff is hearing all the stories. And that's something that, um, you know, I've heard a lot recently of podcasts I listened to about the stories at the comedy store. Um, I know Jared's heard some of them too, uh, those podcasts as well. Um, and they actually mentioned some of those podcasts cause that's a huge part of comedy now is having a podcast if you're a comedian. So they they mentioned some of the podcasts that we listen to. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's a great documentary, five episodes, about an hour a piece for each episode. Um, it's it's awesome. If you're any fan of comedy or history of comedy, that whole background, the whole world of of like, comics in general, it's awesome. Worth checking out for sure.
0: What I think is interesting, because we've been talking a little bit about this because you finished it while you were here. Mm-hmm. Um, I love anything about comedy, like any interview, any documentary, whatever it is, and it's okay. always so interesting to me. But it's it's almost never. Do they talk in this? about like how they write jokes and like technical aspects of comedy or is it way more Um, about the environment and how they interact with each other
1: i would say there's a little bit of the science of comedy essentially where they talk about like how those crazy legends like sam kinnison and and stuff like that how they um were able to do their style of comedy um and like how they influence crowds and stuff, but not necessarily... It doesn't dive deep in necessarily mm-hmm. to, like, how everyone does it. It's it's more about the store and the life of the comics and stuff back then.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, and I always think that's the more interesting stuff. Like, mm-hmm. as a comic, I would love to, like, hear Whitney Cummings talk about joke construction, mm-hmm. but it I, I've always thought things like this are more interesting because it's the group of people you witness, like, the camaraderie and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And and I'm excited to watch this. I haven't yet, mm-hmm. but I'm probably going to plow through it later today. Um And... I, I've never considered myself like a comedy historian but I obviously know about the store mm-hmm. but just to see that many people like every time I walk into a comedy store I've been to a couple um, the or is it just the one or am have, I thinking of like the seller and other, any any big comedy has club New
1: York. Um, the comedy store has one in LA and they have one Somewhere somewhere else in Southern California, but that's it for the okay. the comedy store itself.
0: Okay, so maybe I'm thinking of more like the cellar. But anytime you walk into a place like that or like a second city in mm-hmm. Chicago and you see here are all the alumni that came out of this one fucking spot mm-hmm. is nuts. Mm-hmm. And it's like all the biggest comics you've heard of, yeah. every comic you've heard of comes from that one spot, even if they started from somewhere else. So like that's, I'm really excited to watch this just because of the background knowledge that I have <laughs> mm-hmm. and to hear that it was executed well is like good for me to know.
1: Yeah, it's made by um, a guy named Mike mike Binder, or binder i think his name is and he used to be a stand-up at the comedy store he was a paid regular and then he went off to do movies and stuff so he hasn't done stand-up in like i don't know 30 years or something like that um but he knows like especially like david letterman jay leno he got interviews with those guys because he's friends with them and so they're even like the last episode they show them he talks about them like joking around and mm-hmm. and giving each other shit and stuff which is kind of fun um yeah it's it's cool really cool We'll get a good insight of, of, of all that stuff
2: i'm curious does the first couple episodes or maybe part of the first one at least kind of show the inception of the story yeah, a kind bit. of like where like how they opened it and how yeah. they ran into okay yeah a little bit of that yeah
0: that'd be mm-hmm. cool to see
2: mm-hmm.
0: that'd be cool to see and I, I think in comedy too and and i don't want to like give too much away but i think it's an interesting thing to talk about there's like a an environment that only exists in a comedy circle, mm-hmm. and there's that sense of like, is there a hierarchy here, or like, who is who, who is important, who do we, the average person, think is important, and who is actually important in mm-hmm. those rooms, and then like the little rituals and things, like you were telling me about getting passed mm-hmm. at the store. Can you just talk, say about what, what that was and how they showed it? Like I said, you don't have to give away the entire yeah. thing, but I thought that was a really interesting thing when we yeah, about it.
1: it's it's I mean it's like a it's a whole system. It's like a farm system for baseball with comedy where it's... They do... Basically, you start off doing what they call potlucks, which are open mics on Saturday, Sundays and Mondays. And you... There's like six... There's Sometimes there's 100 comics there. And like 18 of them get to go up for like a minute or something like that, or two minutes. Um, and then if they get those... If the booker there likes those, then they get to basically be become doormen and waitresses and stuff like that, bartenders. Um, and they get they get paid a little bit, but then they get to do free sets, um, free spots. Um, and then, then from there they, you know, work for a while and they get, I think, I, th- I don't think they stay in that job forever. Like it's not like once you're done, you get passed. Um, but you can still like do, you know, you're not a paid regular, but you still get spots and stuff. And then eventually you do it long enough. It can be years before you become a paid regular and get your name up on the wall and stuff. They, they do, if you ever go to the comedy store, or if you see in the documentary, they have all the names of everyone who's ever, been is a paid regular, and those people basically can come call for spots whenever they want, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and uh, or at least they're allowed to go up, but yeah, so there's just hundreds of names up on those walls. I mean, we we saw it and we're pointing out names, and we're like, holy shit, that person! Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's, it's pretty crazy, but yeah, that that whole thing is nuts. Um, and originally it was just Mitzi Shore, that was her whole thing. She would just see comics go up and say, I like him. You can, you know, call in tomorrow or whatever and you can get a spot. Um, she, there's a, there's one story in here about Louis CK cause he's actually yeah. in it quite a bit and that's probably the one thing people mm. have had. He's, he's in it quite a bit. Um, and he wasn't passed by Mitzi. Mitzi Shore was just like, I don't, he, he'd been doing it for 10 years. He'd already been, or 10 or 20 years, I think. Been already been selling out places and had a special and all that stuff. Um, she's like, I don't like him. <laughs> she wouldn't pass him. Hmm. Eventually later on he got through and did a special there. Mm. But, um. Yeah, it's that. That's how it used to be. Is just she, she, would be like, either I like you or I don't, and that's it. <laughs> that's fun.
0: I love it. It's like yeah. truly merit based, and mm-hmm. the merit is really specific and unfair. Mm-hmm. But it's like I don't care who you are or what you've done unless you come make me laugh. You're not fucking going on my stage. Mm-hmm. I, I just like, and mm-hmm. I, I think that's been. Either either it started elsewhere and she brought it to the store, or mm-hmm. it started at the store and it's it's become the thing elsewhere too yeah. now that and maybe it's like you can see it as a negative like gatekeeping thing, but I think it's an equalizer. And like it, it, you have just as good a chance on a Monday night as fucking whoever Jim Carrey mm-hmm. to get a spot, even though he's made movies. It's like if you don't make her laugh tonight, then you don't yeah. get her attention.
1: And the guy who took over after she couldn't really do the job anymore and has since passed, um, he. Uh, he originally wasn't like that and then he's like i kind of get it because after you sit there and see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comics you know which ones have it and which ones don't um even if there's people with a bad night he can tell like there there's something there it's a bad night and then now then having that whole system too of like getting them through that you know through the waitressing and all that stuff that works out okay this person actually have it or not type Mm. of thing so yeah this is smart
0: smart i could talk about comedy all day but uh, instead I will watch all of this this is uh, the (laughs) comedy store documentary on Showtime, you can check this out now grab yourself a free trial and burn through this five episodes, uh, five hours so check that one out Uh, again on Showtime and we turn now, was this a Netflix?
1: Mm -hmm. a
0: Netflix we we haven't talked about this really since you've been here but you told us shortly after you arrived or told me at least that you saw a bonkers show (laughs) from Australia and that's all I know about this
2: yeah, yeah. So this is uh, this is a Netflix sketch, uh, six-episode series, essentially. And it's called Auntie Donna's Big Ol' House of Fun. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell is this? Like, I, I saw the name and I was like, I, I'll check it out. Let's see what it is. And I was crying laughing because it was so like obscure and weird and whatnot and you know Netflix has been doing um, a handful of sketch shows with some other people I think didn't Eliza Scheslinger have one a while Mm, ago hers was pretty funny yeah um, so apparently this group I had never even heard of them but they were like YouTube they've been doing YouTube for like 10 plus years Um, it's three buddies from Australia and they just created this essentially comedy trope of uh, Auntie Donna and this show I think it does a great job, and again, I have no previous knowledge of who these guys are, but their sketch stylings are all over the board, where they'll have Mm -hmm. music, dance, obscure, one-liner, weird character work, and whatnot, so like, they're hitting the whole spectrum of what, in my mind, is sketch comedy, of doing all of these different roles, and... Like, Ed Helms is, like, a director, or not a director, he's, like, an executive producer where he kind of, like, pops in and does some fun bits with them and stuff. This is, like, obscure, weird, like, I loved it, but it's this weird off-brand, maybe a little bit Australian humor at times, Um, and it's only six episodes, I mean, each episode is, like, 17 (laughs) to maybe 20 minutes, so, like, you can watch this all in one setting, What I had a problem with was I watched all of it at once. Mm -hmm. I think it's a thing where maybe watch half of it, walk away and watch the other half (laughs) because I got so ingrained in it. And I was like, oh, am I seeing the same things? I don't know if it was like loss of momentum, seeing the same thing over and over again, or maybe the sketches in the later episodes just didn't work as good for myself. Um, This is highly, I highly recommend... Watching with recreationals, <laughs> you will enjoy this even more. Um, I think after an episode, I had poured myself a drink and I was like, "I'm I'm loving this." Uh, very funny, very weird, very goofy. Um, so if you're into any sketch comedy, anything like that, check it out. Maybe if you don't like the first episode, give it two episodes, and then if you don't absolutely like it, just jump out. Just don't don't commit to it because I think the later episodes do. Stray, like you know again the loss of momentum and whatnot mm-hmm. but i thought it was fucking hilarious
0: is this like because i think when i hear like of a, a bonkers or it's crazy or out there uh, sketch show i'm thinking of i think you should leave yes it, and is it similar well people who liked him like this and will people who hated him like this is it? Is it similar at all, or is it a totally different style? It, and not. Familiar? It
2: has the same DNA. I think the what was that one called? The I, I think, think it you should the, leave with yeah. Tim Tim Robbins, right? Tim Robbins Robinson. Tim Robinson. Yeah. Um, that one at first I was like, I don't get it. But then I went back and rewatched. It. I'm like, is this genius or is is this a fucking weird? Mm. Um, this one I think has a more lighthearted tone, and you know that like it's not going to put you... There's no really that awkward comedy Okay. that one, the the, I Think You Should Leave, has that like, what do we do, right? Like, are we supposed to laugh or are we supposed to cringe? Like, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think think this one is kind of more straightforward. Okay, that's good news. Yeah.
0: That's good news. Because, yeah, he's very polarizing. Even me, like, there were sketches I fucking hated on that show. And I'm much more of like a... SNL or Mad TV, like more of a high level, I don't need it to be genius, just fucking make me laugh. And it sounds like this is that.
2: And that's what it is, is like, yeah, they'll, they'll be doing something, it's following a, a path, and then all of a sudden they just take a huge <laughs> left turn and then come back to where they were going and you're like, what? Did they, what are they doing? And the characters even react to maybe one of those characters of like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, so I, I loved it. I loved it.
0: I'm excited for this. This is uh, Auntie Donna's big old house of fun. And this is Netflix. Is this out now? Or coming yeah, it's this out right now. Out right. now. Check this out on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. So lots of laughs uh, between this and the Comedy lots Store documentary. Love. Big recommends for those two series this week in the TV corner. Television! Down
1: on the corner. Nobody puts me in a corner.
0: All righty, we are moving on. We're going to switch from the world of TV to that of movies. Uh, I had to do a little homework that I drug you guys into mm-hmm. uh, for this week's We Missed the Boat. Oh! <laughs> I'm on a boat,
1: You're going to need a bigger boat.
0: So we, uh, as we talked about last week, you guys arrived the day after we recorded last week, and this is the recording of the new show. So you were with me this whole time. So we all together... Um, sat down and I guess I can still do the drum roll for the folks at home who don't know <laughs> so we watched this movie Yes God Yes uh, my other options were on the basis of sex and I think idiocracy um, so I went with Yes God Yes this has Natalia Dyer who you'll remember from uh, Stranger Things as what Nancy is that her character's name?
2: It sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. and yeah.
0: she plays the lead character in this, whose name I can't remember. Who is a um, I don't know if they said explicitly Catholic, but a, a church girl who goes to a private church school and is then invited to a like retreat weekend um, with her other with her church people. Um, and meanwhile, she is in the throes of of puberty and a, kind of her sexual awakening and trying to reconcile that with her religious beliefs and things. Um what I think I think on the whole this was really enjoyable. I liked it because I think I I think I expected it to be sillier. I think I expected something closer to like the to-do list with Audrey Pla- Aubrey Plaza that came out a handful of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like oh she's going to try a bunch of sex stuff and be awkward at it and it wasn't that and it wasn't what I expected, but what I I liked what I got. It seemed more honest and real uh, than those kind of movies tend to. And I liked that it wasn't so much about the goofiness of sex. It was like, how does she... It was actually about her reconciling her faith with her sexual awakening. And I think that's an interesting thing to think about and talk about. Um, and while she's kind of milling around this, this retreat and things, she's realizing that these people she sees as her heroes um, are not the you know, perfect religious role models that that they pose themselves to be. So she's also trying to reconcile that. And I think this is interesting stuff that most of us thought about at one point. Especially If you were raised in a religious household, I think these are thoughts you probably had um, when you were growing up. And it just presents them very honestly. It doesn't really try to steer you at anything. It just gives you, here's a story. There's some shit that happened. And it just feels neat. Um, It was like 90 to 90 minutes. So it was an easy. Yeah, it was
2: 76 minutes.
0: Yeah, so it was an easy, easy watch. (laughs) Um, so this was enjoyable. I, would, I don't know how many female listeners we have to the show, but I would definitely recommend it to females because I think you're going to really relate to it. But we we had good laughs and things um, as a room full of dudes watching it. So I liked this. I don't know, Seth, what you might add, but I yeah.
2: thought this was fun.
1: I agree with what you, I agree with what you said there, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm glad that both of you guys liked it. I, uh, one thing that, uh, Cody, you didn't mention, it's like set in, what, early 2000s or something? I, right. I liked it's like the 2001. Kind of, yeah, yeah the, the, the time setting and kind of the technology and stuff that they were dealing with at that time mm-hmm. felt kind of nostalgic or, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of remember potentially being around that age at that time. Mm-hmm. Well, they show her
0: coming home from school. She's a little older than we would have been. But she comes home from school and goes to her computer and gets in an AOL chat room. Mm-hmm. And that's like fucking what I did in middle mm-hmm. school is like go home and get on chat room. Yep. And so it yeah, it was especially if you're of that age. Like if you're between 25 and 35, you're probably gonna really relate to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say check it out. It, again, if if that's so far from your experience, then that you don't think you can relate. I don't think there's this, this isn't monumental, it's not gonna change your life. But I think if 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 you relate to any any part of it, then I think you'll you'll really find stuff to like here so this is a good recommend uh this nets you a point and it nets me two points so we now have there's some some points for you um i have now achieved three points (laughs) in total that was an accident uh seth and jared both tied now at five points for the lead so
2: all right i say we pack up this segment (laughs) <laughs> Time to close it up with yeah. Cody
0: is the loser. And so I am trailing. Uh, chance for me to make up some points and chance for Jared to jump out to a lead uh, if he wants this week, uh, because it's going to be Jared's turn. So Seth, we need to come up with a list for the bro host here. Um, have, you, have you? Do you have something in the I, queue?
1: I think I have something in mind. I have a couple, actually. Um, I've seen everything, so no. <laughs> um, I think you mentioned before, you haven't seen, uh, it's another music movie, Wild Rose which one is that one that's the one from it has jesse buckley okay no i have not seen that it's one. on hulu i think currently um i think i'll give you that one so hulu no, wild rose yeah it's a it's a, a music movie kind of similar to like yellow rose um it's country i think it's country i remember right is it in the same universe wild rose yeah, yellow Rose. yeah okay. yeah um not not the same type of story um but uh yeah um I'll, that was one of my favorites from that year so i would i like that one too i'll give you that one hmm. i'd second Cut. that recommend music Wild movie brothers. it's a nice emotional music movie
0: i'm gonna give you i'm hoping you haven't seen but i think you might have have you ever seen american psycho christian Bay. yes you have yeah did you like
2: it yeah it's weird it's yeah. goofy it's weird um the the scene with the uh, the business cards uh-huh. I remember I saw a parody they did that but swapped out Pokemon cards yeah and yeah oh that yep. shit was funny that's weird yeah that's a weird movie
0: okay so not that one
1: um, if we wanted to do stri- strategy here we can give Jared two movies that we know he'll hate. Like two Chucky movies? And make and him do his own Make movie. him do his own. Ooh. <laughs>
0: you know what? I, I won't do it to you today, but someday I will recommend to you Bride of Chucky, which no. I think is fucking hysterical. Whenever you're ready for it, uh, I want to watch that with you because I think that, that's a funny aspect.
2: I, I think, um, and I've mentioned it a couple times, the, the first watch series reaction that I'm doing. I think down the road I'll have to do child's play mm-hmm. just to get over my fear yeah. and also give everyone a laugh. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> That would be enjoyable. Um, let's see here. What about... T- 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 have you ever seen... Okay, I think I might have one. Have You've probably fucking seen this. Have you seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil?
2: Yes. Fuck! You've seen everything <laughs> yeah. I wanted you to
0: see. Um... <laughs> Oh, that was not going to be a good one. That one's...
2: A, yeah, I like that I one. I feel like you like yeah, it. Yeah, that's a, that's a goofy and weird and...
0: Okay. God damn it. I'm going to have to go prestige drama on you then. Yeah. Okay, I'll go prestige drama. I'll try to guilt you into watching that Um, have you ever seen Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross?
2: No. Is that with, uh... This is coffees for Closing? Kevin Costner? Yes. No, I haven't.
0: No, not Costner.
2: Oh, who is Alec it? Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Oh, okay.
0: Um, he has the always be closing speech. Um... You don't know that speech.
2: I've never seen it. I've nothing. You,
0: I guarantee you've seen parodies of it. Okay. You'll you, you'll realize it when he.
2: Is it a thing that like would be parodied in Naked Gun?
0: No, it was too late for that because okay. this movie came out in ninety or ninety one. But yeah, like he screams, "Get it gone!" <laughs> in the movie, <laughs> yeah, he's seen. It, so Alec Baldwin opens the movie. He so this I can tell you the plot by explaining Alec Baldwin to you. Um, the movie is about a group of real estate salesmen. It's based on a play. Uh, that's written by... I can't remember who it was written by.
2: Anyway. Mark Twain.
0: Uh, It's based on a stage play. So it kind of has that watching a stage play feel, even though it's shot as a film. Um, And it's about this group of real estate guys, and essentially their company is putting a squeeze on them and saying, make some sales today or you're fucking fired. Mm -hmm. And Alec Baldwin is the guy that shows up to give that message. And it's this really impassioned, like... um, you know what it takes to sell real estate? It takes brass balls. Uh, always be closing. Like, you're a bunch of pussies if you can't sell, is this speech that he makes to start the movie out. And so the whole day is them, the various salesmen, responding in different ways to that challenge. Some of them step up to it. Some of them are afraid of it. They've all got their reasons why they need the job or don't. Um, and then and then action happens. Hmm. Um, so it's really good. If you want something that is it's just dialogue the whole fucking time so if you want to put the subtitles on and just really there's some sweet like barbs that they get in there the some burns on each other and it's just like again like if you if you want to feel like you did when you were watching like the chicago seven mm. where there's all that great just meaty dialogue it's that that's just hour 45 of that
1: david mammoth is Mamet.
0: The, yes yeah. great writing um and it's a real basic story but a good one so yeah I've taken more time than I typically you typically get to picture Glenn (laughs) Gary Glenn Ross is a good one and a classic it's one that you you kind of want to
2: say that you saw okay so while we got got a musical we have a prestige drama Um, I'm gonna add to the list and I don't even know if I've just heard it's good I don't know if you guys have seen it V for Vendetta
0: Oh, you haven't seen that? I yet.
2: almost that was I've my other one. Never seen it
1: because I saw I saw you tweeted that, yeah. and so that was my other one. I was gonna yeah, put on there every
2: year Shit. November fifth
1: or whatever. I guess that plays a part of remember, the movie. Remember, yeah,
2: everyone always tweets that, and then also again a previous uh, uh, lover. If you will. But, <laughs> if you uh, will. <laughs> <laughs> always, oh, wow, always, will always said that uh, it was her favorite, one of her favorite movies. So it
0: is, it had I known you hadn't seen that, I would have, we would have fucking watched it on the 5th of November when yeah, you guys were here. Yeah. Um, but it's a really good one. Huh. I, I really want you to watch it was Glenn on Gary, my list. Glenn Ross, and you, it's you, awesome. But View yeah. Vendetta is dope.
1: Yeah, you put it on my list. I watched okay. okay.
0: it. You'll dig that whenever mm-hmm. you see it. I would say watch *Glengarry Gary, Glenn Ross, and then <laughs> next week watch *Beaver*. <laughs> yeah, Vendetta. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. There you go. So come on back no. next week, folks, and see if Jared reviews Wild Rose, Glengarry Glen Ross, or V for Vendetta. You just made the list! That's going to do it for this week's We Missed. One. Oh! <laughs> I'm on a boat, AM! Eh?
1: You're going to need a bigger boat.
0: We're moving quickly today, mm-hmm. so we may actually have one of those short shows we always talk about, <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, so let's move from some classics into some recent film movies, film movies,
2: Film movies. Film
0: movies that have been released. Uh, Here are this week's review. Mom,
2: what do you think? I love it. I hated it.
0: Alright, so we got got two movies here. Uh, Why don't we start, there's one we all watched and then there's one, I don't know, can I say that? Hmm. Am I allowed to say that we all watched Mm -hmm. the other one? Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's start with the one that only Jared has seen so far. So this this is coming out here. Uh, a, new, a fresh take on a holiday classic, I guess, is, yeah. is a fair way to sum this up.
2: Yeah, yeah. So this movie, um, uh, it's uh, called Fat Man. And uh, I saw the trailer for it, and I was sold. So essentially, the concept of this is it's taking Santa Claus and Christmas and the holidays. So Mel Gibson plays Santa. <laughs> Uh, Chris Kringle, uh, if you will. And obviously looking at him and his character and his, you know, him in real life, you're like, wait, he's playing Santa Claus? Well, it's very much like a grittier, realistic take on Santa. Like he's delivering presents, all this stuff, but he's essentially an alcoholic. The job is a toll on him. He, you know, the world is changing. Kids getting way more cold than toys, um, financial troubles and whatnot. So that's that character. But then... The, the conflict, essentially, is this young kid, he is naughty, gets coal, and then puts out a uh, uh, assassination uh, kill order for Santa Claus. <laughs> so then that's where uh, this eccentric uh, assassin... Uh, Walton Goggins comes into the play and you can see how his (laughs) weird dynamic as an assassin And also you find out that there's a backstory with him and Santa Claus as well Mm -hmm. of when he was a kid so that's kind of the whole setup of the movie and whatnot and This um, I actually read a couple days ago the two brothers that wrote the screenplay They've been trying to make this for eight plus years Hmm. apparently they're like this this is a script that can't be made Um, Hmm. so I don't know if that's a good thing a bad thing but I thought it turned out fairly well where it's taking again this character this world this lore that you've gotten before and it's all happy jolly and whatnot but honestly putting that realistic sheen over it of like oh yeah this would suck Mm -hmm. and this would be tiring and dealing with all of these things and I think uh, Mel Gibson is great as Santa Claus of, yeah, it's like, okay, he he has a little bit of joy to him, but he's very much like, you know how Mel Gibson is now and mm. whatnot. not, mm-hmm. so it's that character, but uh, Walton Goggins, I think, is just perfect as this weird guy that's going after a, a kill order, assassination, all of this stuff. I think that the performances there were some of the top uh, spotlight for myself, but also the world that they kind of built out. Because, yeah, there's reindeer, there's a sleigh, there's elves. But, again, it's (laughs) twisted, where it's a little bit like, oh, well, people are shooting at Santa Claus because they... Don't want people flying over their property or whatever like that. So you can see how it very much steers into some goofiness. And I wanted, um, the one problem I think was, you know, maybe some of the children that were in this, they're not, they got to work more. You know, they haven't had enough experience, I guess. So their, their performances were a little hit or miss here or there. But I wanted this to ramp up. Like uh, like a first blood mm. or or a last blood, I guess, where the last twenty minutes is just Santa kicking ass, throwing like a reindeer at someone, shooting <laughs> someone with a revolver, and it does get to that point. But I think that it went like eighty percent when I wanted it to be a hundred and ten. You wanted it off the yes, yeah, I wanted it yeah, literally yeah. like craziness, like Santa just ripping hearts out or something. Like that. <laughs> um, they do some cool things with the lore of Santa as well, but um, I think that this it wasn't it didn't blow me away um I really enjoyed it because of the wackiness of taking this Chris Kringle character but then doing something a little bit weird with it um I think it's worth a watch it's just maybe not one I'd rush out to go see I mean I had a good time with it it was very goofy it was very weird um but I don't think it's gonna make it into like my top ten, mm-hmm. top ten movies of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's all my top movies of the year. So yeah, <laughs> it, it, it'll it'll not make that list.
0: Oh man, I, I my girlfriend showed me the the trailer for this and was like, we gotta watch this, and I watched it and I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> that looks so dumb, and and see and she was like no come on like it could be fun and i was like i really don't know like that that sounds really dumb to me yeah,
2: yeah. and
0: so i'm i'm genuinely shocked i i really thought you were gonna come on here and say mel gibson is off the track and this is awful mm-hmm. but even that you were able to squeeze some enjoyment out of it like is a pleasant surprise to me and like i'll probably be desperate enough for a christmas movie at some point
2: and and i think that that's what it was was that christmas feel that mm-hmm. holiday feel got to me a little bit and i was like oh i'm like i'm up. I'm pretty sure I watched it on a day that it was snowing, too. Mm. So, like, everything was hitting on the right uh, yeah. spectrum. Hmm.
0: Were you going to say Fat Man?
1: Maybe, I don't know.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, I'll say that. It is weird. Like, if you watch the trailer, I think that that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Watch the trailer. If you hate it, don't watch it then. Because mm-hmm. the trailer is a lot of kind of what you're going to get.
0: Yeah. Mel Gibson. Is, is he back? Is Mel Gibson back? Is this what gets him back?
2: How many, I mean, many times can you say back? Is he back? <laughs> back, 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 back. <laughs> Passion of the Christ part two. Oh,
0: I hope it happens. Yeah. I want to see Jesus lift that rock. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, let's switch gears here. So Fat Man. Uh, no, this is, this is coming this weekend. Is that right?
2: Yeah, it's coming out, uh, I believe, limited theatrical and then VOD uh, the next week.
0: There it's coming right for us! <laughs> Fat Man coming out. Grab that soon if you want to see some Mel Gibson and Walton Goggins. Uh, Uncle Baby Billy. We've we found memories of him in that role. Um, but check out Fat Man if you like. Uh, let's turn to another movie. Now, this this one was... Um, I don't know if highly anticipated is, is the right way to put this, but uh, Freaky is the movie, and it, it comes to us from the same people who made Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day 2U, um, and we're told now that this creates something of a cinematic universe between those two movies. So because of that... Uh, I know that that we were looking forward to seeing what they would do with the body swap sort of trope. Um, Happy Death Day, they played with Time, uh, the the Cycling Day from Groundhog's Day. Here they're doing Freaky Friday. Um, The main girl swaps bodies with the murderer who tried to kill her because because of a magic knife. (laughs)
2: <laughs> the way, now that you say it, it sounds stupid. It, that does
0: sound, see, I have the opposite thing. You, you'd say it all in a way that sounds awesome and I make it sound too simple and
2: dumb. Um, but I mean, that's, that's exactly how it plays out. That is the plot. Yeah. And
0: so what most of the movie is, is, uh, here's this murderer running around in this pretty little teenage body, uh, you know, getting the upper hand on people while this, pretty gross-looking middle-aged... Well, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while Vince Vaughn kind of lumbers around as this murderous psychopath uh, trying to... Except it's a girl inside his body trying to tell her friends and family what's happened, trying to get help, while also scaring the shit out of everyone she runs into. So it's really just those, those two scenarios kind of going back and forth between each other, and then very obviously there's a clash between the two of them. Um, I think for me, Freaky... Freaky didn't do for me what Happy Death Day did. Uh, Happy Death Day I left like, wow, what an actually interesting take on that type of story. Um, And it seemed fresh and it seemed hip and it was fun. And I think Freaky, I don't think Freaky did that for me, but it could also be because it's what I was expecting. I think, it, I think the tie to Happy Death Day might have been a detriment for me, yeah. because I was like, oh, this will be just as hip and cool as the first one was, and they didn't have the lead. Who is that? The lead from Happy Death Day? Oh. What's her name? Um, she's great.
2: Not Newt Greg. Gingrich. It was not Newt
0: Gingrich. <laughs> um jessica roth yeah she really carries those movies Mm -hmm. that's what i learned when i watched freaky and uh the girl who was in this one katherine newton yeah didn't do it as much for me and so i don't know if it was that i don't know if it was the loss of of jessica roth i don't know if it was the writing i don't know if it was because i'd seen this before but freaky doesn't do anything new for me Mm -hmm. that's not to say i hated it there were there were flashes of funny scenes and creativity there um, but ultimately, I felt kind of blah when I came out of this one. It didn't, it didn't grab me. I, did you have a different experience?
1: Yeah, I think I'm, I would probably be along, more along your, uh, along those lines there. Um, was there really any tie to Happy Death Day? Did I miss something? It wasn't
0: obvious. If there, I, I don't want to give too much away, but there, there were some thing there was enough lingering things that you could maybe make, make some connections. Um, then that is left at the end. Yeah. So maybe that makes its way. So you could tie it but it wasn't made clear you didn't there wasn't a cameo or or anything that was like oh wow there's that so
2: if anything it's maybe like a brand in mm -hmm. the background of in the same red apple
0: cigarettes or something or yeah
1: because i wonder if like Catherine newton and jessica roth eventually will like team up on something or Or monster mm -hmm, yeah something like weird like that um
0: and i wouldn't mind that yeah and maybe maybe Catherine newton works better in it. in a as a side character in that movie. I, yeah. She just doesn't lead this as well for me. Mm-hmm. And and it was... Did it seem like an awkward balance between her and Vince Vaughn? Like, who was the main... Was Vince Vaughn the main character right. in this, or was she? It didn't seem clear to me.
1: Right. Yeah. Um.
2: I guess, Seth, are you done?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
2: Um, this is interesting because we all watched it, but we haven't said a word to each other yeah. about what we thought of this yeah. movie. So I'm happy that we're all on the same page because i just thought it was fine yeah um i was really looking forward to it i was like oh my gosh they're taking freaky friday putting with this horror twist where this girl's gonna be the killer and vince bond's gonna have to be a girl um <laughs> i think that it's potentially a missed opportunity of like you're saying who's really the main character who's getting the most screen time who's having those memorable scenes of doing funny things like in my mind, I'm thinking actually Freaky Friday, where Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis are getting into, having to live that life and get into situations that put them, kind of test them almost, where I didn't really see if a character learned anything here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping for more kind of ridiculous kills, like steer a little bit more into that goofy aesthetic, I guess, where it's like, oh, here's a 16 year old girl killing people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i just it went like 80 percent for me the whole way where it's just it didn't excel i thought it was fine Mm -hmm. i guess
0: so i would this have been better served to i think happy and it's hard it's impossible it's going to get annoying to hear happy death day but it's, it's impossible not to compare um they have in happy death day there's this long montage of her killing herself a bunch of times and it's goofy and it's fun and it's like this is the fun part about this trope and they didn't do that they didn't use Catherine newton to kill a bunch of people with goofy crazy deaths there were some gnarly deaths yeah
2: oh yeah i forgot yeah yeah but they were the
0: the vince vaughn opening uh includes some pretty gnarly murders and we saw that and we're like oh it's gonna get wild now (laughs) this guy's creative and it never (laughs) panned out they never really got to that level so i think they would have been better served To give us more craziness, especially because what we got was a lot of filler with like a boyfriend and like, oh, it's funny. Vince Vaughn is engaging with this guy that she has a crush on and that was meant to carry a big portion of the movie. And and that was a waste to me. Mm -hmm. I would rather have just seen her fucking
2: slash a bunch of people. I'm glad you brought up that opening with the gnarly kill because- that is why i think i had a problem with it was Mm -hmm. we were given so much right away and i'm like oh this is gonna be cool Mm -hmm. you don't get any of that Mm -hmm. yeah
0: great idea that they couldn't spread into this is a 20 minute this is a twilight zone yeah yeah. it's not it's not a feature and it's barely a feature it's like an hour 20 it was quick it was a quick watch Yeah. Yeah. yeah So not fan, not fantastic. Are you Seth? Would you recommend this to like Happy Death Day fans or or anybody in general, or is this um, like a full skip or where? Are you? I
1: don't know if it's a skip. I don't think it was a bad movie, but I mean, I wouldn't go to the theater. But I wouldn't recommend for those who are skittish about going to the theater. I wouldn't say rush out and see it mm-hmm. or anything. That's fair.
0: Yeah, if this does, this would be a decent one to watch on like a Netflix if, if it lands yeah. on there eventually. I would agree with you there. So the movie here is Freaky, Catherine Newton and Vince Vaughn. uh, This is going to be out in theaters this weekend, so you can go check that one out. Um, Pretty fun. We got a little little preview showing the other day for that one. It's coming right for us! Always good to use that one. Um, Let's see here. So that's it. That's it for reviews this week. So Freaky and Fat Man. Go check those out now if you like.
2: Mom, what do you think? I love it! (laughs) I hated it!
0: All right, folks. We are uh, through reviews, so we're just about done uh, with with what's been a quick episode of the Soco Show. But before we go, you know, we got to give you one more thing. But I'm down to one, but one more thing. thing. Okay, so my one more thing, and this may have been your one more thing in the past, um, but this pot we've been watching a lot of clips from this podcast. Oh yeah, take your shoes off <laughs> with Rick Glassman and i was not aware of this rick glassman guy that seth you you introduced us to him Mm -hmm. and he is hilarious (laughs) really insightful and like it's a great it's a great watch on youtube because they'll do visual guides (laughs) um and i'm sure it's a great listen too because they have actual genuinely good conversations and there's some pretty he has some good guests people Mm -hmm. you've heard of people you've seen um so rick glassman's podcast take your shoes off big recommend uh, I'm probably going to be binging this for a while just because it's, it's really good stuff. He, he has, Rick Glassman is autistic and so he has some quirks and things about him, but often they present themselves in ways that are really insightful and interesting and cool to mm-hmm. me. And, uh, I find that really fascinating and that, and he has a way of disarming people and kind of taking them out of their Hollywood and you seem to get mm-hmm. down to real stuff with them. So uh, really, really excellent interviewing and, and stuff and great guests. So that podcast would be my, my one more thing to, just to recommend that.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very, very funny one uh, that Seth has now introduced all of us. (laughs) Um, My one more thing is, um, you know, out here vacation, there's different food joints and whatnot, things that I'm not usually exposed to. Um, we, We tried or I tried Del Taco. I know I had heard great things about Del Taco. Like, oh my gosh, these tacos are great. Like, not only from you, Cody, from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And also French fries. You can. This is a place, they got tacos, they got French fries. I think the hype is too high. Oh! Uh-oh. I... Uh-oh. I thought we were and about
0: to get a I, glowing Del Taco And review. I will say... Uh-oh. I am blindsided.
2: <laughs> I will say, I think it is on me of ordering the wrong thing Mm -hmm. because I did not get french fries and I got a chicken taco instead of like an authentic like give me some beef give me some cheese give me maybe some rice so I'm gonna say it's on me I gotta give it another shot but all those people out there I'm on the I'm on the fence about this Del Taco I don't know if you're Uh uh, your listeners out there are loving it fans whatnot but I think that it's 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 uh, it's one that you p- might have to just skip out on.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. break you're breaking my heart, Anakin.
2: And that's the thing. I gotta try. It. I think the next time I'm gonna have you order my food.
0: That's yeah, because we didn't talk about what we were
2: ordering. No, and uh, I I looked at something and it said habanero chicken. And I'm like, I love chicken, and it was not. And
0: good. it didn't pan out.
2: No. There was no habanero, and it was, like, a chicken that you heated in the microwave.
0: Well, see, I I think we got to chalk this one up to a missed missed opportunity. Because when when you're back, we'll go again. You've been now a couple times. Yeah. Well, how's your Del Taco experience? I think it's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not blown away by it, but that's good. I prefer, like, Taco John's in the Midwest. Mm -hmm.
0: I actually do, too. I think Taco John's makes a good—if you're in Iowa— uh taco john's i think makes just the best regular ass taco mm-hmm. um but del taco has some has some nice things i like their fish tacos but honest to god the reason i love del taco is because you get tacos and fries yeah it's the only place and, you can and, get and thing. see that's <laughs> what i
2: didn't even do because mm-hmm. i know that you were rave you're like oh you can get fries with it i didn't even get fries yeah so i think i'm gonna say it's on me this this one's but so, I'm still skittish about it. we
0: we'll, okay. Next time we'll provide the the best version of a Del Taco okay. experience, and, and we'll get you off the fence about it. But we may need some help uh, from the SoCo listeners out there. Get us on Facebook and Twitter at SoCo or just tweet right at at Jared <laughs> at
2: Jared,
1: <Buckendall. laughs> Jared
0: Let him know how good Del Taco is. We need to make sure that he's not swayed to the dark side.
1: My one more thing. Um, then I'm the Mario Mario Party champion. Oh, I fucking knew you. <laughs> <laughs> My, my, I'm the Mario Party champion, and just uh thanks for having us out.
0: What did we play? Like seven, probably times, six, seven.
2: Six, seven.
1: Yeah.
0: What yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. you? I think you won three of them. Yeah,
1: something like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but the thing is, I don't know if it's entirely like being a champ if the game is just given to you. Like, nah. it's hey, true. here's three stars because you're probably gonna need it. <laughs> they saw you walk in
0: the front door and were like, "He needs a leg up." Man, no, they were well, they were well earned victories, uh, and I'm pissed that. But can you play that game online? I don't think so, man so this is going to be a thing now that we do when yeah. we all get together is play Mario mm-hmm. Party so Seth was the champion and it has been a blast I've had a yeah. really enjoyable time hanging out with you guys for the last few days and just relaxing and hanging out and chatting watching, th- watching stuff and we did we would made a little bit of content I guess but it's nice to have a vacation Yeah. so um, fun times on vacation Seth is the best at Mario Party um, and also um, whatever our one more things were I immediately forgot. Del Taco. Del Taco, and uh, oh, and Rick Glassman's podcast. Check out all those things.
1: Del Talk no. Yeah. Del <laughs> Talk
2: really no. Del Taco, yes. That's the that's the title. <laughs> but I'm down
0: to one, one more one thing. That's gonna do it for episode 169. 69.
2: 69.
0: <laughs> of the SoCo Show. Uh, been another great great and fun episode. Big shout-out to our sponsors. Uh, click the links to all of them in our description box. Uh, and big shout-out to our anchor, Wankers, as well. Thank you uh, for Wanker. supporting the show. There you go. <laughs> uh, links to various uh, uh, various trailers and things that we discussed are also in the description box. Um, next week is going to be our next live show. So we'll be over on Jared At YouTube's Jared Buckendall. J Buck Studios' YouTube page. Uh, that is... November nineteenth, Thursday, at eight p.m. Central Time, our next live show. So make sure you join us on YouTube. Join us in the comments. Uh, you can see our pretty faces, and you're gonna get a live Soco debate. Uh, really looking forward to putting you down in front of everybody next week. Um, also, big big shouts out to Jaybuck Buck. Uh, not I, I I've stopped shouting you out for joining us on the show. That's that's to be expected now. Yeah. But you hit a big milestone over on the YouTubes while you were here.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, I was trying to think of a funny joke, but I got nothing. <laughs> um, I hit five thousand subscribers. Really Ooh. cool. We were we were sitting there. I don't know if we were playing Mario Party or or what. And I was like, guys, big big news, five thousand. Um, so yeah, thank you everyone. Thank you guys, obviously, for you know uh, bringing me somewhat on board um, as like the kid in the back seat <laughs> and also live show. I mean, everything is helping, helping you, helping us, helping my channel, all that. So. Thank both of you. <laughs> and Del, Ta- Del Taco's still bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we do deserve most of the credit. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: but, uh, no, very well earned. I say it every time you hit a milestone. Uh, you deserve every follower, every subscriber. Um, and uh, for our listeners who are uh, subscribers to Jared, you know what I'm talking about. If you somehow are still a listener of the SoCo Show and not a subscriber on the J-Buck YouTube page, go over and make sure that you are. Great content coming out there all the time, occasionally featuring... Uh, the SoCo team here. Uh, In fact, I think we're going to have a couple things coming up here. Movies and Nonsense Patreon podcast and uh, maybe a little... uh, I'll I'll, I'll forego spoilers for what it might be, but uh, maybe a little movie commentary Mm -hmm. uh, that we did as well. So you're going to want to check out those things, uh, not only on the YouTubes, but on Twitch, on Patreon. Make sure you subscribe to JBook, wherever it is you can catch that stuff. Uh, Mandalorian coming back. This week, uh, we'll have a episode 3 recap up. Uh, anything else coming up soon here?
2: Uh, not really. Mandalorian. Um, I'm working on my Scream 3 reaction. I'll do probably Scream 4, but then open to suggestion for what other franchise or movies I should check out first time watching. Uh, the live show next week, and then I don't know if I'll be off for the holidays, like Thanksgiving and stuff, um, just because... Chris, like we're doing the whole Thanksgiving, Christmas, all Mm -hmm. that's just because traveling. So I don't know. I might, I might take a day off, you know, just one day um, rather than the five days just sitting on the couch.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh man. Oh, I snorted. Did you hear that? Uh. Oh, I hope that didn't get on the recording. I hate when I do that. I do it more and more. Anyway, that's not a podcast conversation. Um shout out to everybody listening, uh, sponsors, wankers, shout out to J buck. Don't, don't miss us next week on the live show. Again, that's uh, Thursday, 11, 19 at 8 PM central. Looking forward to seeing y'all in the comments there. Um, for the bro host, Jared Buckendall and the so host Seth Ott, I've been the co-host Cody Michael, and we will see you next week.
1: Bye.